I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Welcome to This Might Help. Let's get right to it. You know what the fucking deal is. You know what the show is. Just, just a lot of fun and hopefully okay advice, but sometimes it's bad. But hey, we're not doctors. As I always say, this is not Dr. Drew. I am joined by an old Chicago friend, someone who uh, when I was there, I definitely looked up to, and I still do, because he is, uh, shall I say, a titan in the industry, David? <laughs> David Techner is here. Hello, hello. Thank How are you, you sir? Matthew, thank you. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. I I, I love the uh, the Devil's Hollywood background you've got behind you. That's right, good. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> How, are you, How are you keeping your head above water these days? How are you feeling? How's, uh, how's life? Good. Uh, you know, um, I have five children, so that doesn't really uh, allow any excuse any day. Yes. Yeah. Get up and go. <laughs> Get up and go, baby. That's what's up. I, I have a I, I have a six month old daughter and I feel the same way, but it's so bushly compared to you. You know, I mean it's just you're you're I'm I'm like a I'm like a, a sports agent agent started out. You're like the head of, head of the NFL. You're like, look, I got all I got a lot of yeah, a lot of people to cover here. I, I don't have time. <laughs> uh, I'm the single cornerback in a in a nickelback offense. <laughs> I'm the nose guard. I run it and break it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't it center you though? Like, doesn't it kind of? Uh, did you find that from when you had your first child that a lot of the bullshit just kind of floated away by by necessity? Am I to be honest? Please. No, no. <laughs> I, I'd say um, that's the goal, though, is to find some stillness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 it. That remains the goal, you know. Right. I, yeah. I remember, although I was never more harried than we had two kids, and then we had twins. Yeah. And um, that was wow. Yes. That was overwhelming. I was just talking to my son today because we had um, we got uh, puppies two and a half months after we had the twins. Jesus. And I remember God. thinking then, like, wow, that was really stupid. And uh, one of those dogs is gone now, but now that second dog of those of those puppies, it's on its last uh, oh last, last legs. So we were thinking about that today. It's like, wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but that's yeah. Uh, it, you know you got those little those little signposts along the way from yeah. hey, remember this? I mean, my my wife and I were we laugh we we laugh now about like, remember you just just go to a place, just go. <laughs> don't worry about nothing, uh, you know. That's 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 next level. Look back to have a to have a dog like like that long. I will. Uh, you met my wife at Saturday Night Live the first time, uh-huh. and I'm going to go ahead and tell that story because it's one of my favorites. When it's when I met Will, you introduced me to Will, Will Ferrell. Yes. And you were you were there with the with the Anchorman gang, uh-huh. all of them. Uh, Steve Carell, Will Ferrell, uh, Paul Rudd, and you are you guys are all in your regalia. And it was when Anchorman 2 had, was coming out. And this you- is, uh, This is December, 2013. Thank you. And so you, you, you guys went on to confront the band One Direction. Right. And you were, you were saying like, we're, we're, you're ripping us off. You're doing what we're doing, you know? And that was, and you brought your daughter. Yes. To meet one of them. She wanted to go. Yep. And we were, we were in the hallway. Tara at the time repped someone who was on there. And we were going down the hallway and you're like, hey man, and it's that thing we find when we see like people from the old Chicago crew. It's like, what, what are you, what are you doing here? Right. What, what's going on? Right. Why aren't you? Hey, come here. Come with me. And you were like, we're in this shitty little, ho- you know, like a, a hotel room, a dressing room upstairs. You're like, no, 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 come, come with me, come with me. And we went and hung out. You let us hang out in your dressing room. And uh, you're like, have you met Will? And I was like, no. And he brought Will in. And then a bunch of us were just talking. And there's this moment where Will and I just our eyes met and we just started. He was he was like uh, one direction. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's too bad Jeremy isn't here. And we we immediately started riffing about Jeremy, the 
unattractive, overweight, asthmatic member of One Direction. <laughs> and it was fun to just pile on with him and go, you know, he's the, he's the nicest guy. <laughs> not, not a great dancer, doesn't smell nice. You know, and it was, it was cause he's, he's such, socially, he's a very awkward guy. He kind of just, he doesn't really wanna, you know, like Will doesn't really, he doesn't like you and me, we, we riff, we play, we, yeah. whoever's around, we're like, hey, what, are you, what is your name? What are you doing? You know, he kind of just, he's, he's on stage and he's off. Which I thought well, was it's it's both, you know, it depends on what it, what's what else is going on with him. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's got a lot of people coming at him. Yeah. So yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes there's there's days where it's all bits and sometimes it's just reflective. So yeah. were you was it was this the um the live show or the dress rehearsal? Your live show. Live show. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my daughter was gone by then because she okay. came to the dress rehearsal show and um she was just spent. She was spent. She got to come. Uh, so we all rehearsed together in Will's dressing room. And those dressing rooms are about 10 feet by 10 feet at the most. Right. And so it's all uh, four of us and all five of them and my daughter, Margot, And we're rehearsing the song in Will's dressing room. And Margot is just trembling. So wow. excited. So let's see. That's uh, she, she, she was uh, 12, I think, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 11. So it was like just perfect. She had, <clears throat> I think she had 200 One Direction, uh, you know, pictures on her walls and her ceilings. Yeah. So it, it was one of those times in your life as a dad, you're like, oh my God, oh, this yeah. confluence of things that are happening that I get to give her this gift. I could be on SNL and she gets to meet um, One Direction. Yeah. So that was perfect. That's fantastic. And you, you engage. I've seen yeah. you in public. If someone is like champ from across the room, you yeah. run over, start doing champ, you know, any, any, any of your characters, you will kind of, and you'll just sit with people and riff with them. And, and, and it's, and you, you kind of just sail out of there. You think that comes yeah. from the, the improv background? Were you always, were you always like a outward person? Probably, I, yeah. That both both of the, yeah. That you the, probably the improv, improv background. Also, Matt, I, I feel like this is kind of my job. Yeah. I mean, I really. But the other thing, I love meeting people. Yeah. So that's the other part of it. And mm -hmm. then again, it's case to case because um, if it's in an airport, less so. Yeah. So, you're on it in a destination and then you're also stuck there. <laughs> so you, you know, if you engage with a person, they kind of circle around and you might have an hour before your flight. And then it's like, uh Oh, yeah. um, Oh, you're trapped. I, yeah. I always like, I, I, I love bartending. I like being a waiter more because you've always, <laughs> yes. always yeah. walked away. You know, it's, it's that thing yeah. where it's like the hierarchy. Sure. The bartender's up here, but I was always like, you know, like, uh, I remember at the, the restaurant I worked at, the bar I worked at, this, this uh, uh, attractive young girl got hired and, and she put in all her hours and she got into be a bartender. And she was like, how long have you been here? I'm like, oh, four years. She's like, why aren't you a bartender? And I was kind of like, I don't want to be one. Yeah. I'll bartend on the roof for a banquet, but like, I, yeah. I want it to be over. I don't yes. want to be the guy who, because I was that guy too. It's like, if I was drinking in the bar, I would be like, you know, let me tell you something about my, yeah. Yeah. it's like, stop. You know, like, stuck. and then if there's regulars, they kind of feel like they own you. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it can be tough. I mean, the money's better as a bartender. Yes. And you probably, you might be able to drop a shift. You know, you might only have to work four shifts a week and still make the good money. Right. But you're right. It's, uh, you're now, there's a higher price to pay though, for sure. You're trapped. Yeah. You're absolutely trapped. But, you know, and the thing is, too, I don't mind talking to people like that. Like you said, unless you're trapped, if I'm out of town and I'm shooting a movie or something, maybe you just want to have a meal by yourself. Yeah, that's when it's tough when people decide that they want to talk to you. I remember one time I was in North Carolina shooting something and uh, it's a Saturday afternoon. I purposely sat at a, uh, a table in the bar uh, facing a television. So I was away from other people. Yeah. And uh so this guy comes up and he's like, I know who you are. Like, oh, well, hello, I'm David. Good to meet you. And I turned back. Everybody over there is too afraid to say hi. I wasn't. Okay, well, you did it. And uh, congratulations, thanks. What else have you been in? 
a lot of things. And then he goes, don't be embarrassed. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, don't be embarrassed. What? But I'm like, it's like, dude, I'm not going to sit here and list my credits. You can go on your phone and look it up. But uh, just going to sit. And then he sat there probably another 30 seconds of silence. And I just looked straight ahead and I was like, I'm not going to. Oh, don't be. Oh, that, that's hell. Because <laughs> you, you, you have you have like high profile roles you've played that are that are iconic. Yeah. I've done a, a a lot of things, but it's all kind of random. And so I'll get people cornering me like, "Hey, what what do I know you from?" Oh and yeah, like, that's. A... I got uh, maybe this. No, that's not it. Yeah. And it's like I, I'm not gonna just list all the. All I know. The it's but, not up to me. A lot of things. Maybe this. Maybe that. Could be this. Yeah. yeah. My my favorite was when this person saw me, knew me from uh, Agent Carter, and they took a picture with me, and they're like, "I I wish the show would come back." And I'm like, "Me too." Ha! <laughs> and they left. And then someone else said, "Hey, can my girlfriend and I take a picture with you?" I don't know who you are, but just uh, you know, you're really famous. I'll look you up later. Uh, don't miss the opportunity. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let just. Will that get you away from me? That's the yes. same thing I've ever heard. Uh, don't miss the opportunity, but I reserve the right to delete this picture. Okay. Keep your fingers crossed the rest <laughs> of the day. For, for me. <laughs> Hope you make you. the cut, bro. For us. Uh, yeah, well, that's for the a gram, dude. You know, that's, uh, that's what we hope for. That's what we hope for. Oh. But isn't it like, you know, you, you studied under Dell, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did I. I'm months before he died. Del Close, kind of the, the father of modern improv, for those of you listening who don't know. And um, it, we, we, when you're back then, where you're kind of just finding your beats, and uh, I actually had uh, Joe Canali, remember from uh, yeah. my, one of my coaches, he actually texted, he, he tweeted at me, he's like, ask him, is improv dead? So I'm like, okay, I'll ask David Keckner, improv is dead. That seems like a nihilist statement. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. I don't, is jazz dead? <laughs> is rock and roll dead? Uh, is comedy dead? I, I don't. Yeah, of course not. Uh, no. We're doing it. We're doing it right now. Um, yes. You know, everything goes in transitions. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, but what's alive right now? Nothing. Right. No. So, due to the pandemic, theaters closed. Due right. to some politics, internal politics of some theaters, they closed. Due to bad, bad dis business decisions over uh, numerous years, other theaters closed. Guess what? Something's going to take its place. Yep. You know? Yep. And so people improv, will always we'll, want to goof around and, yep. and build at the same time. Yeah. That, it'll, it'll, it'll never die. It's an important part of a comedy. Is it dead? Well, Commedia dell'arte is 500 years old. So I don't know. <laughs> and that was the origin, my understanding of improvisation. So I guess we're still still moving along. You know, it's it, 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 sometimes uh, people get disappointed that it hasn't become more either mainstream or better understood or more respected or something. And people are often improv uh, surprised or angry, like, why don't they just improvise a movie? Because it's a lot of money and it doesn't work that way. Nope. You nope. Know? It, it lends itself to certain things and it doesn't lend itself to other things. So yeah. it's not everything. And when you're an improviser, when you're really in it, it's fucking everything. Yes. At least it was for me when I was coming up. And that so is. you do get a bit myopic in terms of what improv means and should mean to everybody else. But sure. uh, no, it's alive and well. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, speaking of the, the movie thing, anytime I had, you know, a relative, like, well, what is improv? Uh -huh. What's a herald? And I was like, uh, you've seen the movie Pulp Fiction? Yes. Imagine if they made that up as they went along. That's right. it. You know? Uh, so like it's 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 kind of everything. And I remember when I I don't I don't really I haven't done it in a while. You know, I've sat in with groups, but like it's just it's the ultimate tightrope, even more than stand-up, when I'm just going out there and making it up as I go, because you have to make it, you're building a house with other people. Right. You're like, boy, I hope this, I hope this wall holds up. Too bad I can't think about it before I build it. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's kind of nothing else like that. Yeah. So it's just gonna, it, it, I, I like the fact that you couldn't make an improv movie. I don't think I'd want to go see an improv movie. I'd want to see people improv a movie live. Yeah. 
in yeah. front of me. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the big thing. So do you get, I was saying it before we roll the first call. Do you get uh, a lot of people asking you advice? Uh, no. I mean, when they do, I'm often struck by the, the advice. Oftentimes it's from actors or something like that. I often feel like they're not really asking advice. They're asking, do you think I have what it takes? Yes. So. <laughs> which, which I'll get, I, I, I was at the pharmacy today just picking up something and, and with Rose in a stroller. I got two masks on, I got the covered stroller. And a dude walks up to the farm, passes the line, just starts knocking on the glass, because I guess he knows the guy. Thick Indian accent, I won't do it, you know. And, yeah. and, but he's going, he's like, hey, how do I get the vaccine? I need it in my arm, I don't have it. And he's, he's joking, because he knows the guy, but he's not joking. Right. He kind of wants his buddy to slip him a vaccine. But the fact that he was like, hey, how do I get it? It kind of made my afternoon. I thought it was the funniest thing. Oh, that's funny. He, he's, and, and, and so I, in the same vein, I think it would be so funny if a young actor came up to me and went, hey, do you think I have what it takes? Yes. That's how do so I get famous? Olsen. How do I get famous? Like now, this next, I got a couple of weeks. Help me. That's what my job is. Help you. How do I <laughs> do? Can I make it and 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 keep it? Yeah. Whatever it is. And I, and, and and yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I hope so, buddy. They it would be, be kind of refreshing, wouldn't it? Be oh. kind of refreshing as ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Are you on TikTok? Apparently, that's all you need to do. So that's all you got. It. You just got to do. So that, that's our showbiz advice, guys. There you go. Hopefully, good, we don't get yeah. too many of those. But it's a popular TikTok account. Yes, that's it. The end. Okay, so I haven't heard the calls. You haven't heard the calls. Okay. Uh, Renee, let's roll the first one. Hey, Bronger and guests. Uh, super nice to leave you a message. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, so here's the deal. I'm uh, going back to school, starting a, a brand new career at almost 40. Here's the bad part. Uh, I've got a field work placement which is basically an unpaid internship for the next eight weeks, um, working 8.30 to 7, Monday through Friday, unpaid. And it's an hour and a half drive away, which means I'm broke as a joke, and I just started dating this girl. I'm going to take her out, treat her nice. Um, what do I do for cash? I suck at waiting. I suck at bartending just need to make some ends meet. I'm an artist and graphic designer. No one wants my wants to buy my stuff. Um, hit me up. What might help? You guys are the best. Take care. My, my first reaction to that is, uh, you better Wait. drive Postmates on the hour and a half to work. <laughs> I, I, that was a load. Ooh. Yeah, man. They, lately, and it's I'm such an idiot, for the, for the past couple of weeks, I've been, I, or months, excuse me, I've been like, why do I get ones that are hilarious and some that are just heavy? And I'm like, oh, it's the pandemic. Oh, okay, stupid. You know, it just didn't sink into me because uh, I, you know, I didn't read the room, so to speak. So sometimes we get ones like that where it's, that's just like a puzzle. Pretty stacked. He's working 8.30 to 7. So he's putting in more, more than 40 hours a week at yes. a non-paying job. I mean, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is something in the gig economy and he's going to be working 60 hours a week and he's going to find out real quick whether or not uh, this girl appreciates him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he should spend some time writing uh, letters to her and explaining his situation and how he's going to better himself. I hope it's all worth it. So he's an artist and graphic designer, but nobody wants his work. Right. So the thing that you do best, nobody cares for. Right. I don't know. I took my swing. What, what's your advice? No, I, I, I first, I, I think the, the thing that sticks out for me, it's, it's, he seems like he's like broke as a joke, but he's not like, he didn't say I'm going to lose my house or my apartment. Right. I, I can't, I, I'm starving. He, I feel like he's got some sort of money, a little saved or something, but yeah. he wants to take his gal out and treat her nice. I say, if this is a special gal, you got to sit her down and just go, look, let's talk brass tacks. Yeah. I'm kind of fucked for a little while here. Yeah. But, you're very special to me because to me it's like yeah taking people out it, it's nice 
Everyone loves that. Everyone loves to, in, A, you can't eat out now anyway. You can't do the big move. You can't go steakhouse dinner or whatever. So, I mean, what people most want is to feel, feel valued and validated as a partner. So if you yep. sit her down and go, look, I just wanted to be honest with you. And here's what I'm dealing with. It's an hour drive each way. You know, I don't want to lose you, but it's, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, it's, it, it's also, it's, as I say it, it's a risk, you know, well, if he's, if he's just, he was just starting the relationship too, right? It sounded that way. Well, you gotta be real. Uh, yeah. you're, doing, you're starting a lot of things at once. Number one, you're, sounds like you're either unemployed or leaving employment. Right. You're starting a new internship that doesn't pay you any money. And is that the best time to start a relationship? Well, you can try it, but like yeah. you said, you be honest yeah. up front. And uh, I don't know how long the internship goes. Plus, I don't know where he lives or, or, or any of those particulars that would come with his viability for job options. Yeah, I mean, I used to, when I, when I worked as a, as a PA, uh, in 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 uh, in old Hollywood, uh, a PA, aka a lunch fetcher. I didn't make a lot of money, and on the weekends, I would occasionally bartend or wait tables at uh, banquet events, which are typically on the weekend. And I don't know how big of a city you live in, caller, but there are typically those sorts of events. It's you know, it's those are opening up more and more now, and they will hire unskilled. Late, they'll train you on the job. They'll go look. You can you carry a tray of dishes? Can yeah. you practice? Can you do that? We just need you to run dishes out to these tables during this wedding. Um, or, uh, yeah, the other thing be a supplemental thing you do one 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 or two nights on the weekend. You know, yeah, he's got a three hour, so it's hour and a half each yeah. way. God damn it! I just it, I don't. That's a pretty deep hole. God That's bless you, buddy. Hole. You're you're working you're working all weekend, and you're working nights. Yeah. I, I just feel, I mean, is, is, are these, are these hours possibly adjustable? I just feel like sometimes the unpaid internship thing is you have to go, wait a minute. Am I in an indentured servant here? Right. Will, will this lead to something? I'm not caller. I'm not making you second guess what that, whatever that thing is. You seem to really value it, but it, that seems exploitive to me. Just off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I'd get off that unpaid internship as quickly as possible. Work that yeah. right into a job, better be worth it. It, it reminds me of, um, you mentioned a certain uh, theater that went out of business uh, because of bad business practices. And I think you and I both know which one that was. And that's where I, uh, one of the places I started out back in Chicago. And um, I remember talking to a guy who was like, he couldn't, he, uh, he wouldn't, he didn't want to take after Dell like died they added the, the sixth level and he was like he was like and i can't afford it so i'm not taking it and they were like well you can intern he's like i'm not carrying kegs of beer around every night to be in your fucking improv class <laughs> that just i just had a flashback of that so it's like you have to kind of weigh these options in terms of is this internship worth it or are they just using you right now in the gig economy that stuff's running wild where it's kind of like the dangling carrot that might or might not exist so Anyway, something to think about, caller. You're in a pickle. You're working weekends, bro. Sounds that way. Sounds that way. Okay. Uh, Renee, roll the next call. Hey there, Matt. Long-time listener, first-time caller. How you doing? Uh, I was calling because I have two questions for your guest, Mr. David Keckner. My first question is, what kind of advice would you give to aspiring comic actors? Because personally, I'm a big fan of everything you've done. All your performances I have sincerely enjoyed. And, you know, to me, you have the kind of career that I would like to emulate. So what can somebody who's down in the trenches do to get up to where you are? My second question is, I have four of the Anchorman Funko Pop figures. Why is there not a champ kind Funko Pop figure? I think that's bullshit. I want to see something done about it. What can we do about it? Your thoughts on that? Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. I'll, Two I'll easy take, questions. I'll I'm take sorry. the second one first. Uh, I don't. I don't. I know very little about the Funko pop culture stuff. I don't know why. If there isn't a champ kind one, why there isn't? Uh, what can be done about it? I guess you write your senator. Uh, 
the other thing is I, it doesn't, won't affect my life. I don't, I don't get any money from Funco. So uh, God bless them. Uh, I guess that leaves, that leaves me with an opportunity to create something like a Funko pop champ kind figure that is not whatever that, is it Funko? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, what, that is not that. So that's only by itself. Uh, so what can we do about it? I don't, I don't care. Number one, he said comic actor, not comic. Yes. So um, get in class uh, five days a week. Make it your life. That's all you can do. So I always, here's what I say to people for your advice. Read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. Uh, listen to the book On Writing by Stephen King. And I say listen to the book because uh, he narrates his own book and it is delicious. Yep. And his book will teach you what he does, his thing. Uh, uh, it's very disciplined. So if you can emulate those things and the people that are talked about in Outliers, that's the best advice I could give because mm -hmm. that's basically the um, Outliers is the theory of 10,000 hours, which leads to success. So go get it. But also the other thing I say is you got to decide. You know, you can't half-ass it. You can't go, I think I want to, uh-uh. I am going to be X done. Yeah, that's it. I, I love that you laid it out uh, in, in a... In a, in a samurai style, you know, in the, in the, in the Bushido style, because it's, it's, it is a discipline and people don't want it to be because it's fun and it is fun, but I love that you brought up on writing because that's one of my favorite books in terms of any creativity. Cause I'm sure there's listeners right now who are like Stephen King, he writes scary stuff. It's like, well, two things, one horror and comedy are basically different twins. Yeah, they have very, very similar elements. They, you know, they, 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 uh, you know, touch on realities in our lives, uh, as, as well as other things. But more to the point, that book is about harnessing your creativity and, and, and figuring out in a real way how good you are, uh -huh. which you can always improve. And one of the, the things that always stuck out with, for me in that book is like, He's like, there are very, 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 very few great writers. And it's almost impossible for a good writer to become a great writer. But an okay writer can become a good writer. And so I, since I read that, I've always felt like, oh my God, like I feel like the pressure's off. I, I feel like I can work to be a good writer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, that might sound to people like I'm not, you know, really trying or I don't believe myself enough. It's exactly the opposite. With, with what he's talking about, great writers, he's talking, he, you know, he, he's talking about the, the monsters of literature. Right. You know, he, he's probably not even talking about himself. Probably. Though he should be. And also it relieves you of the responsibility of not trying. Right. So if I'm willing to be good, then I have the chance to be great. If, I, if I'm only willing to be great, well, now you might uh -huh, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you, my, my wife nailed me. When I was dealing with, you know, I'm I'm not the best at uh, you know social media and promotion. How to get, you know, it's like it, it, it every every week it's 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 a bit of a of a struggle to get enough people to call, and a lot of that is because people don't like using their phones and calling. Uh -huh. I get, you know, but she's kind of like I I was like it's this this and this, and she's like she's like you realize what you're doing right? You're shooting yourself down before you actually you know try this thing, and I'm like oh fuck you're right. And I think we all do that. Yeah. I think we've all sat there in front of an empty page and gone, you know, there's no, there's no point to this. I, nothing I write is good. I'm just going to go dick around on Twitter and, and watch whatever TV show or something and not make anything today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you, then you, you've got to confront whatever is going on with you and our job, our business. I mean, that's what I, we have to do. I mean, we mm -hmm. do as humans because otherwise then everybody's out to get us. Like, well, yes. don't you sit with yourself for a second. You get down to it. You get to that feeling of what it feels like to feel this thing that maybe someone doesn't like you. What's it feel like? Well, what's it really matter? All that yeah. matters is that you like you. That's where you've got to get to. You have to. You no one no one wants to, you know. Just despite how funny you know, uh, 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 um, Ronnie Dangerfield or Richard Lewis are, they like themselves. They have to. Yeah. As much as they just shit on themselves on stage. And every self-depreciating comic, you you you're going up there, going, this bit I love to do. I yep. love when it hits, you know, because you can the people the people who don't write for themselves, they're so unhappy. 
they they oh, yeah. you know and i don't mean like write for other people no i mean I they write mean. for themselves but they don't write stuff they like and they say stuff they don't like or believe in they're miserable yeah I, the example i always say is like you, you can never tell exactly what a crowd wants you can guess but you might as well just say what you because an obvious example is the time i did a uh i did a show for very elderly people oh. and just decided to go a little blue and they just loved it that's so loved cool. it yeah. because they're used to being yes pandered to that. a different way yes almost talk you know, just like i grew up before you did yeah <laughs> i've heard it yeah i've heard it all they, every guy in here is 80 every guy <laughs> in here has been to a or bordello yeah every guy or possibly a fucking war so <laughs> try to try to try to show me horror I've been to heaven and hell. Do you understand? Bordello and war. I've been, yeah. Okay. Sonny, there's nothing you can shock me. Try me. Exactly. Give it a shot. That's great. I love, I love, and I love that you didn't, you really could have gone cynical on that guy. On the, on this oh, one. well, I, you know, if someone's got a dream, I hope they, they, they at least try. Yes. I'm this, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I, you know, I, I never, cause it's, you know, it takes a little, takes some guts, even though I was, I was anonymous, he was very sincere. You know, but yeah, it, it really is go do the work, man. The other book is relentless. It's the guy that uh, was the strength and conditioning coach for uh, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I think it's oh, a wow. pretty intense book. Relentless. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. I gotta, that one I don't, I'm, I'm not as familiar with, even yeah, though I'm, true. I'm known to have a massive sports background as you know. Okay. Yeah, I think you dig it. I mean, because it's about it's about work ethic. It really is. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's and I I always have that. I have such a massive respect for athletes because it's it's, you know, to get into the NFL and and any of those stuff, you have to love it. And it, God, it's got to be hard to love sometimes, because right. you are always, you know, I'm I'm not going up on stage against another comedian. Right. Win or lose, fight or fall, it's just me. You know, there's no one next to me. They take his wrist and put it above my head. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a big Chiefs fan, and yeah, we just lost the Super Bowl. Sorry. And then a couple weeks after, I see some stuff on Instagram. Back at it, day one. And you're like, wow, that's right. Mm -hmm. Time to get back to work. Yeah. Holy shit! And you, you got exactly where you wanted to go. You made it to the Super Bowl and you lost. Yeah. And in, in less than a month, you're starting over. Uh-huh. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. And every one of those guys cursed life, cursed God, cursed themselves, and then just had to shake it off in yep. a couple of days and go, well, I'm going to kiss my wife and yep. I'm going to eat a piece of pie. <laughs> get back I'm going to get better. Then I'm, then, I'm, then I'm gonna go after the same goal I just missed. It took mm -hmm. a year to get there. Oh it took me a year to get to the place exactly where I wanted to be, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, bananas. Now I've gotta I've got convince my whole self. I've gotta convince my mind and my body and my team and my, uh, my whatever, all my relationships in my life and my town that I live in then we're gonna get back to the super bowl yep and i have to That's make sure push i have to make sure it's not a lie yeah this has got to be honest this has got to be on a cell cellular level this has yep. to be honest Man. yeah ah all right caller so if that's not going to inspire you i don't know <laughs> the hell i feel like i feel like your hat just turned into lombardi's just there you go drunk a little and then went back okay uh renee roll call number three Hey, Matt and guest. I have, uh, I need a little help with something. I think my neighbor took my easy pass out of my car and put it in his car. I drive uh, an old convertible. I left it on my dashboard. I noticed it was missing. I don't ever recall seeing him having an easy pass. I think it's now stuck to his windshield. What's the best way to talk to this guy to say, can I see your easy pass or should I just cancel the easy pass and move on? Wow. First, what's an easy pass? That's something for a toll. I have one. Yes, it is. It is a, a, a little piece of, um, uh, I guess, computer machinery. It's very small and you, they just send it to you. And it's, it's the, it's the LA toll system. 
uh, and you have a switch on it that goes one, two, three. So if it's just you in the car, you keep it on one. You have someone okay. there too. And it means, you know, because then when you drive through, uh, when you get onto, it only really clicks in when you go to the airport and you okay. can go to the the, um, the carpool lane and there's a beep. It'll make a beep sound as you cross a certain thing and it automatically pays the toll. Okay. And what you do is you have it set up with your with your bank account. What I didn't realize is that it it also takes a picture when that beep happens of the license plate caller and it will register if it's if it's in the right car or not oh there you go and if it's if it's not the right call if it's not in that the car the bill will go to the driver wow uh, they will send it i think via dmv and this i say this with regret after taking easily a, a dozen or more Uber trips pre-pandemic to the airport to get on the road. And I would take my little easy pass and put it on the guy's hood and be like, it's cool, this will pay for it. And all along they were paying. I mean, I still, I always tip them 20 or 25%. I give them five stars. So it at least covered, it covered that plus, you know, a lot more. So, but now I know that, I don't know why I, I know that because an Uber guy told me and I was like, oh shit, man, I'm sorry. He's like, it's cool. I have my easy pass. I just figure it into your bill. And I'm like, great, do that, do that, do that. So that will solve your problem caller. Also just, just, just get online and cancel it. Yeah. So it's useless. Don't, don't okay. even, I, the I don't think it's question. worth. So that's one thing. The thing that's going to eat you alive is did some motherfucker steal my shit? Yes. That's the other thing. So I guess the thing is, you got to bait this guy now. I mean, I, I, do you have ring number one? Are you in an apartment building or a house? You said your neighbor, that sounds like you have a house. So I would get ring and then I'd bait that motherfucker, put something else in that convertible, but that's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. So I guess the, the only, I guess the better thing to do is uh, forgive the guy as, as quickly as you can. Otherwise it's going to eat you alive. So let's say he did stealing. Mm -hmm. So right. God bless him. Uh, he's going to get charged for it anyway. Get your own and it's not going to kill you. So yeah, it's, you know, that's, that is, that is the absolute right answer. There's part of me that wants him to kind of go, Hey, not even, you know, like not the, not the, Hey, son of a bitch, but just like, Oh, you got an easy pass. Oh yeah. Where are you? Where'd you, did you did you use you know make something up? Did you get the place in Oxnard or uh, um, which? Because uh, they come in the mail. Okay, I probably does not know that, um, or something like that. But in the end, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would just be like, I'm just going to order another one, you know. But I, I can understand too. You just party wants to know. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would so you steal weird. it? And then what are you going to do? You gonna fight the guy? No, you're just gonna go. Well, I know who you are, I guess. Yeah. Well, he definitely showed you who he is. Yeah. I mean, there's got, like you said, there's got to be a way to track it. Yes. I mean, there's exactly. got to be something online. You go. I think my Easy Pass got stolen. Can you show me where it is? <laughs> if you if you really want to go insane with it, you know, yes. as 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 uh, as uh, um. You know, Sean O'Connor and Untouchables would say, that's the Chicago way, like it's getting <laughs> back times 10 and be like, someone like someone took my easy pass and my dog. <laughs> or something, something big where the person is like, holy shit, really? So the cop's like, no, at the time, so your, your wallet was in the car? Too? Like something of value. So the guy, <laughs> they, they track the easy pass, be like, where's the wallet? Like, hey. <laughs> So this happens all the time. People steal them, so I'm sure they can track it. So what you're telling me is, okay, got you. So yeah, there they, you go, I, there's his answer. I think, I think they can. I mean, we, my wife and I, we have one for each car and it's like, we still to this day, I'm like, do we have the right one in each car? Uh, I don't fucking know. But you'll be the one that's charged, so. Yeah, well they, yeah. You just kind of Velcro it to your thing. And, and oh, I feel I bad for this guy because like you say, he's like, I got an old convertible. I mean, I picture this guy driving around in what Nick Nolte had in 48 hours. Just a big beater, right. belching black smoke into the air. Like not, he's just, and he just had it on the hood. His neighbor's like, I'm gonna take it. What an ass. Allegedly. Or yeah, like that, you can bait your neighbor. You, let, you leave your wife out overnight naked one night and see what happens. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's living with him. Shit. You took my easy pass and my wife and my second easy pass. Thank you.
Am I right? Hey. Okay. <laughs> well, Kecker, first off, I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this lightning round for you. It's a new okay. thing on the show uh, where we have uh, people who have written in, and uh, and I'm gonna see you know if we can answer some of these. Uh, they're very they're very quick and easy. Okay. Uh, but um, before before I start do that, what's um, anything anything you wanna wanna plug or share? Uh, let's see. Not right now. Let's see. I'm doing uh, the Goldbergs, so people can enjoy that. Yes, good show. Uh, as you know, there's there's no touring happening, so there's no shows to necessarily plug. Uh, there's a there's a movie I've got coming out in March called um, A Week Away. Thank you. you okay. Nice. Two, you know, I shot it two years ago or something. A Week Away. Uh, what else? There's another one on on Netflix or on, on one of the platforms called. Um, the right one that I'm in, sort of. So I don't okay. know. I, I I don't have anything else to plug right now. Um, I got to figure out what I want to do next. I'm kind of toying if I want to write a one man show because my oh. stand up was all about my family, and you know I've yeah. got I've got divorced, so that's changed all of that material remarkably. So I'm kind of looking at it right now. Like, do I want to do, you know, the old character I used to do, Gerald Tibbins? I'm sure. like, do I want to do uh, a Gerald Tibbins album? Mm. Or do I want to write a one-man show? Um, I would tons I would, of characters. I would do both, and I wouldn't throw away your material you had before the divorce. I would use it and comment on it. Ah, from both minds. Wow, that's a good because, idea. You know, because people people like uh, I know I like a little bit of 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 meta sometimes. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. where it's kind of like because one-man shows are all kind of you know we've we've seen you know. Uh, uh, Fred's bit, um, you know, from, from Portlandia, uh, Fred Armisen's uh, fake one-man show where he just, he goes through all the, you know, the year was 1974, Rolling Stones are playing, Keith Richards is playing electric guitar, and he's just doing it. Uh -huh. It's just all these dumb act-outs where they take right. you to the moment. I think with a one-man show, it's good to step out of the fucking moment or the argument you had with a child and and you had some some wrap it all up in a bowl with i love my family and you kind of step out of that spotlight and go that's how i felt four years ago you know like uh -huh. and, and kind of comment on that so it's right. they they see the construction of it that's, that's just a, my that's a great <laughs> idea to look at yeah look at the material you're doing and why it's changed that's great yeah I, I get yeah. people who call me on stuff, you know, because I have these albums from since 2009 and my viewpoint on certain on so many things have changed. And and uh, people are like, well, why would this I found not so much offensive, but it's just like that felt off. And I was like, oh, yeah, looking back, that's a different guy. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's it's me. But yeah, I don't I don't necessarily believe people change, but I think they get better or worse. You hope. Right. Yeah. Let's say. So, yeah, it's like hopefully I've gotten better, but it's like there's things I used to say that it's like, ah, oh, it's fun to watch that, but it's, that just ain't me. You yeah. know, yeah. the guy who's, his whole life was built around, when can I drink again? <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I know really? That, guy. I that know was the guy. goal? Yeah. yeah. You had the belt. I remember back oh, in Chicago, God. you'd be like, I got the oh. belt. Can't beat me. Uh, I'd give it back. Uh, I'd give it back in every drink, I tell you. Oh, please. Good Lord. See? But we've grown. That's We're true. Better. That's true. Okay, so first lightning one. round. Lightning round. Uh, any chance of a reboot for the Naked Trucker and T Bone T Bone show? Well, there you go. No, uh, Dave Allen's not interested in doing the Naked Trucker. Uh, I've tried for the last number of years, and I can't get him to do it. If he does, I'd be delighted. But that's closest we'd get to that is a, a T Bones concert of some kind. Yeah. Well, there was that night where uh, Matthew McConaughey showed up and gave shots to everybody on stage. I mean, you know, if you get if you get Friggin' golden boy Matthew McConaughey behind the show. You did get yeah. him as an EP. Yeah, Dave, Dave's moved to Salt Lake, so that's uh, that's another oh. impediment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful town. All right. Uh, oh, this is going. Have there been any roles that you passed on that, looking back, you wish you hadn't? Uh, if you look at my resume, I have not passed on anything. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Dude, I, you know, it's like, I, there, where there was a time where I didn't go in for certain things right. because I thought I was being pigeonholed. Uh -huh. I, for some reason, growing up, I thought I was like, I was like, I'm a serious actor. And then I would do a comedy and would kill it. And people would be like, you should do that. 
Right. And I'm like, no, but I want to be like that guy. I want to be that yeah. moving guy. And it's like the, the day I broke out of that shell was the day I kind of became me, you know, and it's, and I, and I would turn away from doing these, oh, he's a, he's a hand-packed husband or whatever and this thing. And I wouldn't even go for this audition for a pilot that might turn into a big show. Like, what were you? So I have those. I don't, none of them came to fruition. I don't have a, yeah. I don't have, I wouldn't look at a guy on TV and be like, I, they took my spot anyway, but so I, 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 think, I the only one, the only time I didn't go was, uh, it was, a, it was the, the network callback for, um, oh shit, so sorry, the family, the family show. God damn oh, it. Modern Family? Modern Family. Here's why though. So, uh, it was going to be me and the fella who's the dad, um, He's wonderful. Yes. Uh, Ty Burrell. Yeah, Ty Burrell. So it's me, Ty Burrell, and somebody else to network. I knew, first of all, they wouldn't honor my quote. And it was uh, in January. So they would have cut my quote in half. And for people that don't know, you work all your life to get to a certain quote. They don't, now they've gotten, gotten rid of it completely. You get a certain amount that you're guaranteed to get paid for a, a television show. So right. they were not going to honor that quote, number one. Number two, I already knew they had Ed O'Neill in the show. So that's going to be two bald guys. Probably not going to happen for me. Number right. three, I knew that the, net, the show creator had worked with Ty Burrell the year before. Uh, and probably yeah. was going to cast him anyway. Yeah. So, and that's what happened. So sure. I was being brought in just for a, a dog and pony show. I wasn't going to get the job. And that would have already, that would have reduced my quote to half. Yep. They were cutting yep. my you quote in half. And that would have set a precedent. Yes, so I would have had to go with that quote for the next several years. So, exactly. yeah, that's the only time I, I you know, you kind of regret it, but I don't think I would have gotten the job anyway. No, exactly. You, 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 you were, you were hedging your bets. Yeah. Like yep. in a perfect way. Okay. Um, oh, wow. All right. What is your favorite replacements album? Uh, well, Tim is the first thing that comes out of my mouth because I think that was the first replacements album I bought. Okay. It was an, it was a cassette, by the way. So I'm going to say Tim. Although yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I love the replacements. Uh, so, but if I had, that's yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's oh, that that. But I love it, all of them. It's just a pure fun band. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so many of those songs touch me. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean it, that that's kind of it. When you get that, we get that band. It's like you know, ostensibly, you know, a college party band in a way. But so smart and so much feeling, you know. There's that 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 undercurrent of the of the the sentimentality of youth. I like yep. to call. Yeah, and so many things that at the time define you and your friends, mm -hmm. and it's it's just a beautiful poem that's you're all sharing at the same time. That's that's yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It looks like the last one. This one's for me. Uh, how do you feel about it being five years since the last episode of Agent Carter? Uh, weird. I don't know. Uh, strange. I've, I've lost some weight. Uh, <laughs> my, you know, my life, is, but my, I miss it, but my life is better now. I don't miss my life then where I was just moving in with this lady and, and I was worried because I'd never lived with anyone romantically before. And boy, did it pay off. So it's like, you know, I saw, I saw getting car, comedians getting cars in cars, getting coffee. Uh, with the with Seinfeld with where he had Eddie Murphy on and Eddie Murphy's got like a thousand kids and he was like in the, he was in the car with him and he was like so do you look back and you miss certain things and he's like no he's like this this is the best time right now this is the best he's like that's how I've always looked at it and I used to never do that I used to look I mean I remember being nostalgic in college for like eighth grade sometimes which is just so stupid yeah so even that especially because I was still young but you know, it, it's it's wild that it was five years, but it's that when when I, when you're on, you must look back on movie experience and go, I can't believe I was even in that. How cool! You look back after you got cast and go, How did I get cast? Wow, that was so fortunate. Yep. Without a doubt, yep. I I I look back on this. There was a I was I was in a show called Up All Night with Will Arnett and Christine Applegate, and I was the wacky neighbor and the rap party. I brought my buddy uh, Burns, Mike Burns from uh, Chicago, and we were up on this, the Andes, you know, used to be the, 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 the Hyatt house, the Riot house, right next to the, the comedy store. And we're all up on the roof and there's all these, you know, execs and people that could buy and sell us. And me and Mike are over the side having a beer. And Mike just looks at me and he looks at them and he goes, 
It's like the trick is our job is to trick people like that into giving people like us money. And like, that's how I always see it. It's like when I'm on those sets, sometimes I'm just like, when is someone going to show up and be like, hey, you, get out of here. <laughs> well, convince yourself that there's someone's going to go, hey, you, we need more of you. Well, no, you know what? It's like, I do, I do think it's like, I, I definitely serve a purpose and, and so do you, but you know, you do have those moments where you're just like, I can't, I can't believe this is, I can't believe I'm here. And when I was on that set wearing clothes worn by people originally that are long dead, uh -huh. I was wearing clothes from the 1940s, Wow! you know, and that they, they keep in that, that warehouse in the Valley. I'm yeah. sure you've been yeah. uh, outfitted with that stuff where, you know, they just, in case they want to do like a, a crowd scene from the days of Jack Johnson or something. It's every piece. Sure. piece. Yeah. They have those clothes in yeah. every size and yeah. they cannot sell them ever because their rental money is so high. You know, it was surreal. It and was you're surreal. Right. Some actor, some actor wore that and that actor mm -hmm. was happy that they were working that day. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Well, David, this is a, a, a absolute blast, man. I was, I'm so glad you. I got to have you on. Right Thank on, you. man. Hey, great yeah. to see you. Good to see you too. This is the great thing about this podcast is it's not only fun. I get to see old friends sometimes who I, you know, I you don't get to see anybody anymore. Right. You know. So I'm right. excited. Go listen. I know you're above 65, so go get the vaccine. I, <laughs> I was talking to Dwyer today, yeah. uh, our Speaking mutual of. friend Matt, Matt Dwyer, and uh, we think we're probably in the next batch, was which is down to 50 people. Nice. Uh, yeah. 50 year olds. And by the okay. way, did you see today, uh, Abbott from Texas has taken off all mask requirements for the state of Texas, which just- Yeah. Fucking God, dude, after, after the frost god bombarded their, their entire state and because of deregulation, they had no power ever. And then now it's kind of like, no, you know, we're going to leave you on your own again. Yeah. And, and give you no guidance. You've earned it. Get out of your house. Hundred percent open, no mask requirements. And just, it's just just when the CDC is still warning, like, "Hey guys, we're not out of the woods. Keep your keep your keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times." No, okay, well, fuck it then. So you know what? Let's don't end the pandemic. That just ensures the pan. It's thirty million people in Texas. It ensures the pandemic is going to go all the way through the end of the year. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I get it. It's this, it's this fucking uh, need to be liked after this horrific disaster. We're so close. So close. So but now, instead of it being almost ended and done at the end of May, it's going to go through, through uh, the summer. And guess oh. what? Thousands more will die. Okay, Greg Abbott. Thanks, you're buddy. a hero. You're, and you're a murderer. There, I said it. Okay. You're a murderer, David Kechner. You murder. Okay, baby. <laughs> In a good way. Thanks so much. Pleasure. for your I oh, love man. you. I love you too, buddy. All right. Take care. Take care, man. Oh, man. I love David Kechner so much. He He's taken friends of mine on the road and helped out. And I meant when I said he says hi to everybody. It's amazing. If you want to call and get advice from somebody like that, call 323 763-0228. I've got Marl Wilson coming up. I've got Roy Wood Jr. Many more. Call right now, 323-763-0228. Thanks a lot. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.